Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday morning to everybody. Amen. Um, we praise God on today. Uh, mindful of the scripture. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And so we make the choice to rejoice. Amen. It's up to us. Amen. Um, everything's not going the way we want it, is it? Um, but we have to choose to rejoice. Amen. And, and, you know, God gives us the ability to do that. Um, he gives us encouragement. He gives us the strength. He gives us his word. He gives us of himself through his Holy Spirit, um, who is with us here in the earth, dwelling on the inside of all of the born-again believers who are disciples of Christ. And uh, so we praise God today. Amen. Um, we lift up our hands in the sanctuary. We bless the Lord. Amen. And so wherever you are, just pray that, you know, you're able to lift up your hands and give God some praise. Um, he says, amen, that he inhabits the praises of his people. And so uh, he'll inhabit your praise, come with you, and bless you with his presence and all that comes with that. And so uh, we want to encourage you in your situation and your circumstance right now. Give God the praise. Amen. We give God praise this morning. Um, along this morning, we are believing for a word of encouragement. Amen. Um, from John chapter 4. So that's where we're going to go today. John chapter 4. We'll start there. Amen. And then we will go with God as he leads us through the scriptures. Um, you know, when Jesus talked to the disciples on the on the road to Emmaus, he took them through the scriptures. Amen. And on that journey through the scriptures, they were filled with encouragement. They were walking along and they were sad at first. But because he took them through the scriptures, they went from being sad to being glad. Amen. They went from being discouraged to being encouraged. That's what going through the scriptures can do for us, amen? And so sometimes people say, why do you turn so much in your Bible? We're going through the scriptures, amen? amen? And it can take you from sadness to gladness, from weakness to strength, uh, from despair to hope. And so we're going to follow God as he takes us through the scriptures today. And, and we're praying and believing, amen, like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, that when all is said and done, we can say with gladness, didn't our hearts burn? as he opened up the scriptures to us. Praise God. Amen. And so we're in John chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse number 39, read down to verse number 42. It says this, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, He told me all that ever I did. So when the Samaritans would come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word, and said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. And we give you the glory 
and the honor. We just thank you, God, for bringing us to another day, a day filled with promise, with hope, potential, and all the goodness of God. Father, I'm praying right now, God, that you will lavish your love upon your people, that, Father God, that you will uh, strengthen them in their spirit as you open up the word of God unto us. Yes, Father. Father God, speak now, Father, and bless us to hear. And Father God, I just thank you, God, what you're going to do in the lives of your of your people and those who will come seeking you on today. Yes, Father God, God, nothing that we can do on our own would amount to anything, oh God. So Father, we ask you right now to move by your spirit, empower me to share your heart and your word with your people, yes. and, and help us, oh God, to receive all that you have for us. And Father God, we call it done by faith, because we count you faithful, we count you good, and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so we read John chapter 4, 39 through verse 42. Our title today is a very present help. A very present help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus once said that, um, he said, the poor will be with you always. The poor will be with you always. There will always be poor people in the earth. There will always be people in need in the earth. People in need around us um, always. Um, and in the context in which he said it, you recall, amen, um, there was a woman with an alabaster box who had come with expensive perfume in her box. And she broke open that perfume and she anointed Jesus' body. And Judas and some of the other disciples began to complain and said, what a waste this is, that that bottle of perfume could have been sold and we could have taken the money to help the poor. <laughs> and it was to that where Jesus said, you have the poor with you always, but you won't always have me. And he said, this woman has done a good thing. She has anointed my body and prepared it for burial because Jesus was soon to go to the cross uh, for the sins of the world. And uh, he told his disciples who were complaining about this, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm about to leave. She's preparing my body for burial. She's doing a good thing. But he said, the poor will be with you always. And then in the Gospel of Mark, in the account that Mark gives us, he then says something very interesting. He said, he said, whenever ye will, or whenever you want to, you may do good to them. In other words, he said, the poor will be with you always. And whenever you want to, you can do good to the poor. Yes. Whenever you want to, you can help the poor. And that's something that, you know, resonates right now, I believe, in or should resonate in the body of Christ. Right now, um, you know, there, you know, in the midst of this pandemic that we're in, as it rages on, um, the number of poor among us continues to rise. The number of people who are in need among us continues to go up. Um, but what that means then is so does the opportunity to do yes, good. Yes. Right? Because mm -hmm. Jesus said, whenever you want to, glory to God in heaven, whenever you want to, you can do good to the poor. Yes. Oh, glory. Whenever you want to. Um, and as people of God, we ought to follow the example of Jesus um, in all points. 
including in the way he went about helping people in need. Uh, because right now we know there's need all around us. And uh, whenever we want to, glory to God, we can help those who are in need. Um, now, at the tail end of the, this story that we read, um, or the, the account that we read in Mark 4, 39 to 42, is the tail end of a story that we know well, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's Jesus and the woman at the well. Yeah. And then Jesus and, and the woman at the well. And, and Jesus met a Samaritan woman at the well, at Jacob's well. And he introduced himself to her after their discourse. He introduced himself to her as the long-awaited Messiah. Amen. Um, and she, when she got the revelation, she ran back to her village and she told everyone the good news. Yeah. And they came out of the village and, and they uh, uh, met Jesus and talked with Jesus. And many others joined her in believing on him as the savior of the world. Yeah. Amen. Souls were saved. But the story starts with Jesus. He was in Judea. And the scriptures tell us in, in, in John chapter 4 that he was desiring to return to Galilee. And, you know, in every Bible, in most Bibles, there are maps. <laughs> sometimes in the front and in the back, sometimes in the middle. But many Bibles have maps in them, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it's useful to look at the maps in, in conjunction mm -hmm. with the story. And here is one of those times because, see, Jesus was in Judea and he wanted to go to Galilee. And I know sometimes we'll read that and we'll go, okay. But if you had a map, you would understand something. Because, see, Judea was in the south. It was south of Galilee, let's put it that way. Galilee was up north, Judea was in the south, and in the middle was Samaria. Uh -huh. And Jesus needed to go to Galilee. And during this time, most Jews, if they had to go from Judea to Galilee, they would begin traveling north. And then they would go east to cross the Jordan River. And then they would continue to travel north through Perea and up to Decapolis. And then they would cross the river again to go into Galilee. Why did they do that? Because they did not want to travel through Samaria. Samaria and Samaritans were despised by the Jews. Why? Because they were a mixed race, right? Mm -hmm. The Samaritans had intermarried and, and had brought forth children who uh, uh, with other nations, right? And so they were a mixed race. And so the Jews um, despised the Samaritans. And so many Jews, in fact most, if not all, if they had to go up to Galilee from Judea, would take that kind of a route. Travel north, cross the Jordan, continue north, cross the Jordan again, all in order to avoid going to yeah. Samaria. So if you see a map, you can see then something important because in the beginning of the Gospel of John, in verse uh, number four, I think it is, 
it says, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. He says that in verse 3. But in verse 4 it says, and he must needs go to Samaria. Mm -hmm. He must needs go through Samaria. He had to go through Samaria. He had to. Um, why did he have to go through Samaria? Because Jesus knew there would be a woman mm -hmm. coming to the well who needed to be saved. Jesus knew there was a woman coming to the well who needed to be saved, and also that this woman, upon meeting him, would go run to the town. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. And essentially become a preacher of the gospel. Amen. <laughs> uh, for those who say women can't preach, right? Yes. She becomes a, a preacher of the gospel. And, and, and others will also come to be saved. Jesus knew that. And so he came. And it didn't matter that he was going and traveling a route that many others, glory to God, didn't want to travel. He was going to do it. Why? Because there was a need. Now, um, Psalm 46. You turn there with me for a second. Psalm 46. And verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Yes. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Not just present, right? He's very present, right? Um, and, and how you look at present, if you look at present as being now, then present is not just now, it's, it's, it's really right now, amen? Right. And if you look at present as being physically on the scene or here, he's not just here, he's really right here, amen? Mm -hmm. he, he's a very present help. But you know, in the King James Version, it even goes further than that kind of simplistic way of looking at the scripture. It says that God is a very present help in trouble. And that, that term, very present help, is, is, is really translated um, an abundantly available help. Mm. Hear that. He's an abundantly available help. God is an abundantly available help, glory to God, in times of trouble. Amen. And so right now, as, as, if, 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 as Jesus said, the poor will be with you always. Those who are in need are with you always. And we're in the middle of the pandemic when need is, is just exploding all around us. And you may find yourself today, this morning, in need mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. Right? I mean, people have lost jobs. People have lost businesses. People have lost loved ones. Right? People are, are holding on and trying so hard to hold on to their mental health and well-being during this time. Yes. People are afraid. There's all this division and confusion and chaos all around us. And, and it's just, you know, and there's no seemingly no end in sight. Mm -hmm. And so right now, people are finding themselves in all kinds of needs, battling all kinds of challenges. And maybe you are as well, because none of us are immune Right? right? And so it's, it's so important, though, to understand that Jesus is a very present help, that God is a very present help. He's an abundantly available help mm -hmm. in times just like these. Glory to God. So he's an abundantly available help in, in, in times just like these. You know, um, when it comes to need, 
Jesus in the Bible speaks about need um, in many places. But Jesus said in, in Matthew 6 and 8, he says, the Father um, uh, knows what you have need of before you ask, yeah. right? The Father knows what you and I have need of before we ask. Mm -hmm. and, and not only does he know what we have need of before we ask, but he know he knew what we had need of before the need arose. Yeah. Right. It, nothing surprises God. Um, and so, if you find yourself in need today, um, know that God understands your need. He understands what the need is. Right. He 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 knows. He he understands what the need is, and His help for you is very present. Glory to God. Yeah. His help for you is abundantly available you know in another place uh, when uh, when Jesus was talking about um, take no thought he said don't worry about what you will eat what you will drink what you will wear mm -hmm. you know he says he says because your father knows that you need all these things right but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness the father knows all the needs that you have yeah. Amen. Not just some. He knows all the things yes. that yeah. you have. And he, and he knew them before you asked. And he knew it before they even came up That's right. in your life. Now, there are yet, because you know, the enemy of our soul, <clears throat> what he wants to do more than anything is take our eyes off Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, you remember when uh, the people, uh, Moses had led the people out of Egypt and they had um, you know they gotten discouraged and they were getting remember and they were getting bit by snakes mm -hmm. God sent snakes among them they were getting bit by snakes and thousands and thousands were dying and God told Moses to make a bronze pole right with a snake on it and right. say you know if you look at that you'll be saved and we know that was a type of looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith that that's yes. how we're saved yes. and see the devil wants us to keep to get our eye off the cross Right, he wants us to get our eyes off of Jesus and look at our problems and our situations. And one of the things he tries to do is to convince us in lies. God, the devil is a liar. Yes, he is. He's a liar. He's been he, he's been a liar from the beginning. And and one of the lies he's trying to convince so many of us and so many people of is that God somehow has forgotten about you or doesn't care about the situation that you're in. That's one of the biggest lies he's trying to tell you, to tell you, and to tell us. Now, um, but let's let, let's have some scriptures to uh, encourage us, right? Because remember what David said in Psalm eight and four. He said, "What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him?" Mm -hmm. And so, you know, God is mindful of us. God is mindful of you right now. You know, if you're sitting here and you go, I'm in need right now. So God is such a very present help. Where is he? Well, he's right there. Amen. God, he, he's right there and his help is abundantly available. But, but see, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves in the scripture because see, God tells us that we, we, we can't, we can't be double-minded. In other words, we can't believe and not believe at the same time. Right? God says that that person who's double-minded, he says, let not that person believe they're going to get anything from God. Yes. See, God honors faith and faith honors God. And, and it says, they that come to God must believe. 
that he is. Yes. They that come to God, what? Must, must believe. And so, and so we have to, must believe. And so if the devil can just get us to be thinking a little bit of that, yeah, God's not thinking of me. He's not mindful of me. He's, he knows I'm here. Why isn't he doing anything? See, that, that's contaminating that faith that says, I know my God's yes. going to help me. Yes. See, but you can't have both of them operating at the same time. Amen? And so, so God is mindful of you. And if you question, well, why is he doing it? Get the question out of your head and just stand on the scripture. Amen? And just stand on it and say, no, God is mindful of me. Yes. So David said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him visit him is in the King James Version. In the Amplified Version, it says, what is man that you care for, or the son of man that you care for him? Yes. So it's not only just being mindful, but he also cares for you. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, <clears throat> Psalm 115 and 12 also carries this same message for us. It says, the Lord has been mindful of us, he will bless us. That's what it says in the King James Version. In the New Living Translation, it says, the Lord has been mindful of us. I mean, I'm sorry, the King James Version said, the Lord has been mindful of us, he will bless us. In the New Living Translation, it says, the Lord remembers us and will bless us. The Lord remembers us. The Lord remembers you. Now, the scripture often talks about God remembering. Mm -hmm. But, but it's not that, it's not like we talk about remembering. When we talk about remembering, we talk about it in the sense of, I didn't forget. Oh yeah, I remember. Or you might have forgotten and your memory was refreshed and now you remember. Mm -hmm. But that's not what the scripture is saying with God because God doesn't forget. God knows right. everything. Right. But when it says God remembers, I guess one way to think about it is this way and this will encourage your heart. He chooses not to forget. Wow. Mm -hmm. See, because there is something that the Bible says he does forget. He says he forgets, he says your sins, he'll forget and remember them no more. And again, it's not because he can forget about them, but it, like he's, you know, like his mind doesn't quite work right. It's because he chooses to forget our sins. Amen. Right. He chooses to forget our lawlessness and our disobedience. Glory to God. But here, when God remembers you, it's him choosing to remember you. Yeah. That's an affirmative thing. So his mind is not on you by happenstance. You know how sometimes you, you tell someone, I was thinking about you, yeah. but you weren't always thinking about them, right? God might have brought them to your mind or you saw something that brought them to your mind. And now all of a sudden, you might have gone days, weeks, or years without thinking about them. And now all of a sudden, you're thinking about them. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's not how God is thinking about you. God is always mindful of you. Glory to God. Why? Because he chooses to do that. Amen. Yes. He chooses. I'm thinking about you today. I'm thinking about you today. I'm going to be thinking about you tomorrow. I'm thinking about you the day after that. I'll be thinking about you next week. I'll be thinking about you next next month. I'll be thinking about you next year. Yes. But as long as you're here, I'm going to be thinking about you. Glory to God. God chooses to think. Amen. And so he, he, he's choosing to think about you. He remembers you. He chooses not to forget. He chooses to remember you. Amen. 
You know, God, in the Bible, it says that God, you know, when you think about some of the people, it says that God remembers. It says God remembered Noah after he had put him in the ark and he had flooded the earth. Mm -hmm. It says God remembered Noah. Amen. And so he said, okay, I'm going to make these waters recede and I'm going to start this thing all over. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And he didn't just leave Noah out in the boat. <laughs> he remembered Noah. Amen. It said he remembered uh, in Exodus, it says he remembered the covenant that he made with Abraham. Right. Mm, he remembered them. Um, God also remembered the barrenness of Rachel, and, and he remembered Hannah when she was praying to have a son, and she then therefore went on and had Samuel, right? Mm -hmm. God remembered Noah. He remembered Abraham. He remembered Rachel. He remembered Hannah. And he's saying on this morning that he remembers you too. Yes. Amen. God remembers you. And, 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 and he knows what, what you're going through. He knows what you have need of before you ask. He knows all the needs that you have. Amen. Clothes, food, uh, 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 whatever the case may be. He knows what it is. He knows all your needs. And he is a very present help. He, he, he is abundantly available to help you right now. Yeah. Amen. Right now. He's thinking about you. You know, some people think that when God thinks about you, he thinks, you know, about the things you've done wrong and all these type of things. But, you know, in Psalm 138 and 18, it says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. So, so not only is God thinking about you and he knows the needs that you have, but his thoughts towards you are precious. Yes. Amen. Yes. They're, they're, they're not negative. They're not mean. They're, 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 he's not condemning you. Amen. If you're a child of God, there is therefore what? Now, no, no condemnation, condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So he's not thinking negative thoughts about you and all that. God so loved the world. Even if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, God loves you. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Amen. Right. His thoughts towards you right now on this day in your situation, in your circumstances, he's thinking precious thoughts toward you. Yes. And it's not just one. The psalmist said they cannot be numbered. <laughs> he's thinking so many precious thoughts, so many good thoughts about you amen um, and so this is this is where he is and so um, we have to keep that in the center of, of, of our of our mind is you're going through things right now encourage yourself with these scriptures amen let them burn in your heart right that God is mindful of me that God cares about me yes. that God wants to bless me that God's thoughts towards me are precious God knows what I have need of. He has not forgotten about me. Yeah. God remembered Noah. He remembered me. Why? Because he's no respecter of person. If he remembered Rachel, he'll remember me. Amen. Glory yeah. to God. Because he's no respecter of persons. I want to read the scripture in your hearing. You can jot it down if you want to read it later. But it's Isaiah 49, 13 through 15. Isaiah 49. 13 through 15. And I want to read it in the New Living Translation. And just let these words uh, get into your hearing. Amen. It says, Sing for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst into song, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on them in their suffering. Mm -hmm. 
Yet Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. Yes. Glory to yeah. God. You hear what God is saying? Other people may forget things. He said, look, I don't think a mother will ever forget her child. Mm -hmm. But even if that happens, God says, I will never forget you. Yeah. So that's something. Let that, let that strengthen you. That right now, where you are, God has not forgotten you. Mm -hmm. He's a very present help. And, and he says, listen, my mind is on you. I'm, my thoughts are with you. They're precious thoughts. I know what you have need of. And I'm available in times just like these. So for someone, they'll say, well, then why am I in this fix? If God is so mindful of me, why am I here? If God's thoughts toward me are so precious, why am I in this awful situation? If, if, if God cares, then why did he allow this to happen? No one will condemn anyone for questions like those, because those are honest questions of someone who's struggling and suffering. Mm -hmm. Because there are times when we suffer, you know, that's how we feel. That's how we process things. And, and you know, it becomes almost natural to think, well, where is God? I'm here and, and I'm, I'm hurting and I'm in need and I'm suffering and my children are hurting and my loved ones are hurting and it's been this way for a while and where is he then? Well, I want to say this and, and, and you have to stay with stay with this for a minute. Amen. I want you to stay with this for a minute um, and don't let the devil try to twist this to get you on the wrong path. So stay with me for a minute. Let's go to Luke chapter, um, Luke chapter 5. This I want you to turn with me if you could, so that you could see it and we can read it together. Luke chapter 5. And let's look at verse 17. It says, and it came to pass on a certain day as he, Jesus, was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. We're just going to stop there and read. Mm -hmm. Let's stop there reading for a second. And, and see, this is a story about the man with the palsy who was healed. Um, he was brought on the bed. You remember the story? You might remember it. He was brought on the bed by his, by his four friends, mm -hmm. and they couldn't get into the house. And they broke up the roof, and they let. And Jesus was in the house preaching, and they let the man down. And 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 it said when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man who was sick of the palsy, he said, "Your sins are forgiven thee." Mm -hmm. And the leaders around, the Pharisees and everyone said, who do you think you are to forgive someone? No one can do that but God. And Jesus said, what's easier to do? To tell this man his sins are forgiven him or to tell him to take up his bed and walk? Mm -hmm. He said, but you, that you should know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. 
watch this. <laughs> Amen. I put that watch this in here, but that's what he was saying essentially, right? He said, watch this. Take up your better walk. Yes. And the man who was sick of the palsy took up his bed and walked. And now, if you go down uh, uh, into verse 25, it says, he immediately rose up before them, the man who was on the bed. He took up that which he lay on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Now, let's look at verse 26. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, the house was packed, remember? Mm -hmm. The house was packed. So packed that they couldn't, the, the friends couldn't get the man through the front door. They had to go break up the roof of the house. So the house was packed. Jesus is there. And the scripture began in verse 17 by telling us that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Amen. But the only one who got healed this day wow. was this one man. Wow. Why is that? Well, think about another instance like this. When Jesus was walking and he was surrounded by so many people mm -hmm. and they were touching him and everything and the woman with the issue of blood came up, pushed her way through the crowd and kept saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She pushed people out of the way, touched them, and Jesus was being pushed upon and touched upon and, 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 and crushed by the crowd. He stopped. Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? <laughs> and the disciples said, Master, what's the matter with you? There's so many people around, and you ask them, who touched you? He said, no. He said, he said I felt virtue. Healing virtue, leave my body. Yeah, yeah. There were other people touching Jesus, but only that woman tapped into the healing virtue because she said, I'm getting mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other people were touching the same Jesus, but she touched him with this, I'm getting mine. This man with the sick of the palsy, healing was present for everybody, but he got his. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. He got his. Amen. They broke up the roof. And, and, and again, you can't say, well, Jesus was just kind. No, no, no. He went back and said, when he saw their faith, faith was there. And Jesus responded to it in that man's situation. Faith was in that woman who said, I'm going to touch his clothes. I'm getting mine. Mm -hmm. What's the point of this? The point is this. The Bible tells us that God is a very present help in trouble. Right? An abundantly available help. The Bible tells us that God is mindful of us, that He cares for us, that He won't forget us. Mm -hmm. Amen. We know that Jesus has a must needs go in His spirit. Yes. When He knows that, that this woman was out I must needs go through Samaria because I have, this woman needs me. Glory to God. And so, so this is what the Bible tells us. And many times what the devil tries to tell us, well, if that's so, then why? And then you fill in the blank. Why isn't this one healed? Why is this one poor? Why did this one die? Why is this one not saved? And all I want to say to you is this. We should not judge 
the will of God or the heart of God based on the consequences of men. Yes. Just because someone does, does, does not get saved does not mean that God is not a savior. Just because someone doesn't accept Jesus doesn't mean that God wanted them to perish. Because the scripture says he doesn't want anybody to perish. Just because someone doesn't get healed doesn't mean God is not a healer. Just because someone is in need and, and is struggling doesn't mean God is not a provider. Just because someone got hurt doesn't mean that God is not a protector. Yes. We can't just always look yes. at the consequences around us and then determine, well, that's what God is about. No, the word tells us who God is. God, through his spirit, tells us who he is. And so when we come back to this, say, well, God is a very present help. He's an abundantly available help. He knows what my needs are. He, I'm mindful. He's mindful of me. He's not going to forget me. Then why am I in this fix? I will say to you, I don't know why you're in this fix, but I will encourage you to do this. Make a choice today to tap into the very present help. Yeah. Make a choice today to tap into the abundantly available help. Yeah. Don't get sidetracked by thinking about why it didn't happen for her and why it didn't happen to him and why it didn't happen for this one and why it didn't happen to that one and also why did it happen to me and I've been here so long. Don't do it. Just make a decision today. Today when you hear his voice. Glory to God. Make a decision today. I'm tapping into the help. Amen. Amen. I'm tapping into this very present help. I'm tapping into this abundantly available help. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make the choice. And, and, yes. and see, and see, you know, just choose. Amen. Glory to God. You know how the scripture said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yeah. Right? We like to say that scripture. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But also make this to choose you this day that I'm tapping into the help that's available Amen. to me. I'm doing it by faith. I'm going to tap into the help that I need. And just make that choice. Amen. Just make that choice. Don't worry about what comes next. Sometimes, we, if we're honest, we, we don't want to make a choice. We don't want to do what we know to do now because we're thinking about what we're going to do next. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I do this, Lord, then, right? We want to then. Just make the choice. Just say, you know what? I believe this word. God is a very present help. He's an abundantly available help who's mindful of me, cares about me, all the rest of that. And you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, I'm in this fix. And yeah, other people around me are in the same fix. I don't know why I'm in it and they're in it. I don't know any of that. But you know what I do know? I'm tapping in. Amen. I'm tapping in Amen. to the very present, abundantly available help of God. Just make that choice. Just make that choice. Don't worry about what comes next. Amen. And then let Jesus, amen, be the shepherd who leads you into your next move, your next yes. choice. Yes. But, but just make this choice first. And remember this. Are there people around you who aren't saved? If you are saved, what happened? How did you get saved? At one point, you made a choice. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing the Lord. Amen? I'm choosing the Lord as my Savior. Are there people around you who aren't saved? Yes. Does that affect you in terms of what choice you made? 
No, you didn't allow it to, right? So don't allow all the other things that are around you to stop you from making this choice. Yeah. Amen? Because you tapped into to Jesus at some point, if you're a child of God, to be your Savior. Regardless of what other people might have chosen. Mm -hmm. And this is not to put other people down. Everybody has a choice. That's the point. Everybody has a choice. Amen. And, and, and on that score, if you haven't chosen Jesus as Savior yet, Amen. today is the day to make that choice. Choose you this day. Amen. Today, when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Amen. And so, so today, make that choice if you haven't already. Choose, amen. Lord, I make you, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. You don't have to make it more complicated than that. I give my life to you. Don't let me tell you, oh, what's the sinner's prayer? Listen, just say, Lord, that's it. I'm done. You take over. I make you the Lord of my life. Whatever way you, whatever language you choose, whatever words you choose, you choose them. Just make those, that declaration and that choice. That's it. Amen. That's it. Tap into that very, that help that will bring you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. But if you've already made that choice and you're struggling and you're, and you're hurting and all the rest of it, just make the choice. I'm tapping into the available help. Jesus didn't go the long way around. He went through Samaria because he knew there's somebody who needs me. And Jesus knows that you need him right now. There's yes. somebody who needs me. And what he's going to do, the help is going to, the healing was present to heal them. Yeah. It didn't say the healing healed all of them. It said the power to heal was present. The power to heal was in Jesus' body when that woman touched him. The power for Jesus to help you and me in our situation is present. Now we got to tap in. Amen? And just make the choice to tap in. And God will tell you to do something that he won't tell me. And he'll tell me to do something that he won't tell the next one and the next one. So that's why we don't get into it. This is not cookie cutter. That's right. Just make the choice. Right. And then let your shepherd lead you into the next Amen. step. Amen. Amen. But make the choice. He's a very present help right now. Amen. We're going to close, amen. But I, I, I want you to, 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 to think about the prodigal son. We know the prodigal son wanted his inheritance. And the father gave him his inheritance. And the prodigal son went out and he wasted his inheritance. It says on riotous living. <laughs> That's what the King James would just said. Riotous living. What does that mean? It means homeboy was partying. Amen. That's what it means. Amen. He had to hang it out. Amen. Um, but he went out and he wasted all his money and he didn't have anything to eat. And he got to the point where here he is a Jew and he's now feeding swine. Yes. Amen. And and he's and he he was so hungry he wanted to eat the food that he was the the husk that he was throwing to the pigs. He said, oh, I'm, "I'm ready to eat this. I'm so hungry." But then he came to himself, and he said, "I'm going back to my father." Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm going back to my father. And he made a speech, a nice speech, and he said, "I'm no more worthy to be called your son." <laughs> Right, and he came back. He said, "But you know, I'll, I'll be a servant and everything." And he had this all nice speech and everything. Else. And then he went back home to to his father. 
But the scripture says that when his father saw him a far way off, the father ran to him, embraced him, hugged him, and kissed him. And he welcomed him back, right? You're my son. Mm -hmm. This my son was dead, but he's alive again. Glory to God. But the thing about this is, the, the, the father saw the son before the son got there. Why? Because the father's heart was always on his, with his son. Mm -hmm. His mind was always on his child. And so every day the father went out to the horizon and was scanning the horizon, yeah. seeing if today would be the day that his child will come and show up so I can lavish my love upon yeah. him. That's what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he was just waiting. He's scanning. He's looking. He's seeking for his son. Yes, his son went back home. But don't, but don't un underestimate the fact that the father was looking for his son constantly. And we know that that story of the prodigal son, the father in that story is our heavenly father mm -hmm. who's seeking us. He's seeking you. He's looking. And see, this is why you just got to make the choice. Because when you make the choice, you'll show up on the horizon. Glory to God. And see, and the Father's already looking for you. He's just yes. waiting for you to make the choice. And once you make the choice, He's going to run to you. Yes. Amen. He's going to run to you so that He can lavish all the help that He has. That abundant help. That, that, that very present help. That power to heal. That power to save. That power to deliver. That power yes. to protect. That power to provide. He's just scanning the horizon. And when you make the decision, you'll show up on the horizon. And long before you see him, he'll see you. Yes. Amen. So make the choice, amen. Make the choice. And know that our God is a very present help. Glory to God. Yes. In trouble. And these are troubling days right now. And he's a very present help. Now, we're going to close on this because we started this by saying that Jesus said, the poor will be with you always. And then he also said, whenever you want to, you can help them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we just need to close with this because there are people who are in need and then there are others who right now, by the grace of God, the mercies of God, you're in a position to help people. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And and we're the hands and we're the feet, amen, of the Lord in the earth. And so if 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 you're saying, Oh, I'm good right now, well listen, lift up your hands and bless God for it. Yeah. But then also understand that that very present help that we're talking about, <laughs> God, God could be wanting to use you right. to be that very present help for your neighbor. For your sister, for your co-worker, for your friend, for that stranger. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. amen. Mm -hmm. Whenever you will, amen, you can help those in need. Amen. And so as, as we think about God being the very present help, if you're in need of help, make that choice today. I'm tapping into that available help. Amen. amen. And I believe that when I do, I'm going to show up on the horizon. <laughs> Glory to God. And God's going to come running to me to help me. Amen. But the other thing, too, is if, if, if you're in a situation where the blessings of God are in your life, amen, no bigger bonds, right? That's not how we do. Okay. We, look to, we, we, we look to be a blessing. We're blessed what? 
to be the blessing. And by doing that, then we could be part of this very present help, this abundantly available help that God has in the earth. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so uh, we praise God for it. Let's pray today. Amen. Father, we bless your name. We thank you, God. We just yes, thank you, Lord, for you, a word of encouragement and a word of strength, Father God. We know that there are people in need all around us, and God, uh, we're praying right now, God, that you will touch our hearts and minds, our souls and our spirit, oh God, and show us how we can be a blessing, oh God. Yes, and Father God, God let us be mindful, Jesus. God, that you can save, you can deliver, you can help by many or by few. Yes. That God, uh, you took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed thousands upon thousands. And so, Father God, let us not look at the little that we have and think that it could not possibly be enough because a little in the hands of our God can yes. be multiplied yes. miraculously and do great things in the earth. And so, Father God, if there is anything that any of us can do, oh God, yes, to be part Father. of the very yes. present help that you have here in the earth, yes. and Father, use us for your glory. As yes, the song God. says, take you, our Jesus. hands and our feet, touch my heart, speak through me, God. Whatever way you can use me, oh God, whatever yes. way you can use us, use us that we can be a part of what you desire to do in the earth, your must-needs-do in the earth. Yes. And Father, uh, for those right now who are struggling, oh God, for those uh, for whom life has turned upside down, twisted up, and gone sideways, yes. Father, we're praying that right now that they will simply make a choice today, that they will keep it simple and just make a choice. Yes. God is my very present help in trouble. And make the choice, help them, God, to make the choice to tap into you to receive the help that they need. Yes, Father. Father, just, oh God, help them to make that choice today. And Father, we're believing that as they do, God, that you will lead them step by step, line by line, precept by precept, step by step, little by little, yes, you will God. lead them into the promise. And Father God, I thank you, God, for deliverance. I thank you for healing. I thank you for provision. I thank you for protection. I thank you for yes, answers. Lord, I thank you, you oh God, for comfort. I thank you for peace. I thank you for strength. I thank you, God, for the blessings that shall come upon those yes. who will tap into the abundantly available help that is available in you. Yes. So, Father, we just thank you, God, for this word that you shared with us. Father God, let it be done now, oh God, oh God, according to our faith. Let it be done, oh God, according to your will. Let it be yes. done. Yes. And Father, we bless you and we thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, glory to God. Uh, just pray that you are encouraged today. Amen. One, to tap into God if you need it because he's there. He loves you. He cares for you. Amen. His thoughts are precious towards you. And his power is here and it's available for you. Amen. Amen. And just make that choice. And and for those who are who are enjoying and, and, and living in the blessings of God, amen. Be mindful that your God, your Lord, your Savior wants us, wants you, uh, uh, and any of us who are able to, to help those in need. Whenever you amen. will, you can do good.
So we praise God for this every Sunday night. And thank you, God, for this opportunity to share with you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.